You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello, hello. I'm here today to give you a little pep talk about the legals of business on today's podcast because I mean we don't talk about that very much because we always think it's a bit of a dry subject but it doesn't need to be and there are things you need to do to protect your business so I have brought in the expert rather than me talk to you about it um, so I'm here today chatting with Sarah Warbuser about all things legal she already helps online entrepreneurs get legally protected so that they can grow their business confidently and not be worried about all of those things that could happen. So welcome to the podcast, Sarah. Thank you. Excited to be here. So I want to start off with one of the things that's really interesting about your story is that you didn't really want to be a lawyer, did you? No, you know, I I went the traditional path. I did a few years of a, a law firm in Washington, D.C., and I knew within six months that I was not meant for the corner office. I've always had the travel bug. I lasted a couple of years, but I was not destined for partner life. And working 80 hours a week, I had no interest. No, who does? <laughs> no wonder you didn't. And what's brilliant is that you came online. You thought, you know, maybe you could be a business coach, different things like that. But I guess when you're a lawyer, people just keep asking you the same questions, whether you want to be something else or not. Yeah, you know, I have been in the online space for almost 10 years. And when I first discovered it, that I could run a business online, it was like a huge light bulb moment. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. Up until that point, I was like, I guess I have to be a travel agent if I want to travel. Like, that seems like the only way to work and travel. And fortunately, I found people running online businesses, you know, almost a decade ago, but there weren't a lot of people doing online legal at that point. So it wasn't really on my radar. So I did things like I sold furniture online. I had a dropship store. I did some consulting for some other online businesses and marketing and started to meet people. At this point, I was traveling. I was living in Thailand and Vietnam, meeting a lot of digital nomads. And once they found out I was a lawyer, they just started asking me these questions and I need help with a contract and what's a trademark and I need a privacy policy. And so I started doing it kind of little by little. And then when I discovered the coaching world, which I also didn't know existed, you know, back in 2014, 2015, I met health coaches and business coaches and life coaches again, you know, thinking maybe I wanted to be a coach, but all I was getting was I need help. I need you to help me. And, you know, by this time, there were maybe a couple other online attorneys, so I could kind of see how do we do this, you know, in the US, especially we have licenses and bar rules, and we have 50 states. And so, you know, I had to think about how can I do this legally? And how can I really help people? I wanted, I didn't want to be a traditional lawyer, there was no way I was charging, you know, by the hour, I wanted flat fee, and I wanted it to be affordable. And that's where Destination Legal was born, which is like, downloadable, customizable templates that 
are designed for coaches. You know, if you're going to a law firm in your, you know, city, chances are that that 60-year-old white man has no idea what an online coaching business is or what they need. And so it really, you know, eventually I gave in and the universe responded with lots of with lots of clients and customers and it's really just grown from there. Which is fantastic because I think sometimes there's a lot of people who will be listening that are in corporate and they want to get out of corporate. They don't want to do their corporate job anymore, but they can't see how they can have a business online with what they do. But you can pretty much merge any any skill that you already have in your corporate world into an online business because we all need help with the same things. And I love that you're proof of that because, you know, you wouldn't think online business lawyer. And yeah, I have two clients, as you know, who do that brilliantly. And it works, you know, we still need lawyers in online businesses. And I think actually one of the biggest things is that online business women that I know, they don't think about that side of things as much as they should. And then they get stuck. Until it's too late. So I, you know, I really have two kinds of people coming to me. Those that are, you know, just want to cross all T's and dot all the I's before they even start their business. Say, I want my contracts in place. I want my trademarks. I want to be sure. And then there's the people that experience some sort of legal issue, whether it's, you know, being copied or trademark infringement or, you know, a refund request or chargeback. And then they're like, oh, I have no contract in place. I have no terms of purchase. And then they come and they're like, oh, crap, like I need all of this stuff now. And so, you know, part of what I try to do is just get the education out there to have business owners think of this as part of your business foundation. Just like you need a bookkeeper and you need a website and you need the email list, ticking off these legal boxes or something just to be done. And then you really do have the confidence and, you know, you feel empowered in growing bigger. Yeah, because we're, I think that even when I started, I was always a little bit scared of like, what if something happened? Like, we're always a bit worried. What if someone copies me? What if someone says something bad about me on the internet? What if I do something wrong and I don't even know I've done something wrong? Like those kind of things, but actually having those contracts in place and especially having them looked over by a lawyer. I, I was a lawyer myself, but it's, you know, just because I was one doesn't mean that I'm doing it right because things change so much in law. And so you need up-to-date things all the time. And I, I see a lot of people getting templates from like 15 years ago on websites. And I'm like, oh God, they're not going to copy you at all. Yeah, no, definitely. It is changing. And, you know, interestingly, the technology always develops faster than the law. So like we're still just catching up in certain areas as well. You know, there's privacy things are changing all the time. You know, just in my email box this week, I think I got five to 10 emails from different companies saying our privacy policy has been updated. Our terms have changed. Like, you know, it's always important to revisit these things and and think about them, but you don't have to think about them every day. And once you have a solid contract, once you have your privacy policy and your trademark, you know, you can go do what you do best, which is help other people. And so, you know, I think thinking about what you're saying about corporate, like, you know, for legal, and I know people that maybe do accounting or other not so exciting things, it's like thinking about the impact that we're making is really what's most important. Yeah, it really is. And, and we, in business, we've had in our business, a few legal things that we've had to deal with. So they do crop up, but the bigger you get, the more you're going to get that, the more visible you are, the more legal things you're going to get. And we've had a few, and I don't shy away from them now. I do meet them head on. So for instance, 
we were using a name one to many for a, a number of you know years and we hadn't trademarked it because we just thought well no one's going to use it they can see that we're using it foolishly and then a competitor through pure spite trademarked it so that we couldn't use it anymore and if I didn't have a lawyer at that point I would have thought well she's trademarked it now there's nothing I can do about it I had a lawyer and so that lawyer then fought claiming that she'd done it in spite etc and we got it back and I never would have thought that could happen. And it was, you know, it wasn't costly to do that for a name that makes us millions. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, it's one of those things where you think you're, you know, you think no one else is going to do it exactly like you said. And unfortunately, it's not like that. Or there are people who don't know that you're using it. They think it's a great name. So they decide to trademark it. And in the UK and the US, like it really is a race to the trademark office. It's like, who gets there first? What what you were able to do in the UK, meaning get that back, it, it's not that easy in the US to do that. Like no. you may have not had the same outcome. Although, you know, if you can, if you can show she did it in malice, usually it'll come back to you. But what I see more often is people just waiting too long. Someone else trademark it, trademarks it, not knowing someone else was using it and then they lose it because it's really hard to show like long-term common law rights here for trademarks and it's not difficult to do I don't know why we did it before we didn't just do it like we were using it for a couple of years and I think now I'm much more on the board like we think of a name we trademark it like straight away well once you do it it's addicting because you see the power that it has and you know you're like many of my clients where it's Maybe they wait a little bit too long and then it's like, okay, I need four, five, six, seven trademarks because they realize the importance of it and they don't want to have to go through a rebrand or they don't want to have to worry about someone else using it. And, you know, it's a, it's a lot of power to have in the online space. And as names are getting snapped up, people are having to be more creative, you know, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But if you, if you have a name that you love, you know, you definitely want to take that step. Yeah. There's two legal things that I'd love to talk to you about. They're the things that my clients ask me about most often. The first is, what do I do if I'm copied? You know, I've been copied, uh, I can't even tell, hundreds of times, whether it's just Facebook posts being copied and pasted, quotes that we make up being copied, or entire programs being copied, um, um, challenges, all of those kind of things. And it's tricky, isn't it? Because you kind of think, well, they've changed a few words around. So surely there's nothing that I can actually do. But there are things you can do, aren't there? Yeah, there definitely are. So copyright protection is automatic around the world, right? So if you create something and you put it out there, whether it's a Facebook post, a blog post, a course, a video, an image, you own it, you get to decide, you know, what happens to it. You can't, someone can't just take it, right? But we know that the internet is like the wild, wild west and it does happen. So there's a couple of things that you can do. One is to ask, you know, the question of, is this worth my time and energy to go after this person? Sometimes it's not. If it is, you know, I always say potentially just start with an email calling this person out because often someone is so embarrassed because they know they copied you that they will take it down, right? And it does need to be pretty similar, right? There are no new ideas, but like if it's clear that you wrote this and it's you know close enough, you send the email. If that doesn't work, then you can always send a cease and desist letter saying, here's you know my post published here. 
on you know June 15th. Here's your post published here on June 18th. These are identical. You know, you have 10 days to take it down, or I will take further legal action. Even if you don't intend to take further legal action, sometimes just the threat of that the cease and desist from you or from an attorney can do a lot. If that doesn't work, you can always contact the domain host, whether you know whether it's you know on social media or on a website. You can contact the domain host and tell them that you know this has been copied. It needs to be taken down. Sometimes that works. Um, and finally, in the U.S. at least, and I think this is the same in the U.K., if you actually register the copyright with the government, then you have the right to sue for copyright infringement. So you can bring a claim against them. And in the U.S., it's statutory. Automatically, you'll get some monetary relief, some money back, with anywhere from $750,000 to $250,000. And there's no argument. Like, if if it's clear that it's 95% similar, like the judge will award money. And if the person's like, I didn't mean to, I didn't know, it doesn't matter, they still have to pay. Now, it's not gonna be worth it to register copyright for everything, right? Facebook posts, social media, no. But if you have a signature course that someone is copying and selling and you're potentially losing sales from that, then it is worth it to take that extra step. So you kind of just need to weigh you know, what it's worth to you, what's the time and money worth and the effort worth, and, you know, have your terms of purchase in place for your courses and your products. And, you know, sometimes if you just have to let it go, it's going to happen. And then other times it's going to be worth it to fight it. Yeah, we've let things go. And then we've took things quite a lot further and um, got money for it. Like, it does depend, doesn't it, on, on whether it's worth it, because it does take time and energy to do these things. And that's why it's really good to have a legal person on retainer to just, especially like when you're at a certain size, to just deal with these kind of things as they come up, because you do get more and more. Yeah, exactly. With legal, I always say it's not a matter of if, it's when. You yeah. know, if you're in business longer than a year, the legal issues are going to start to pop up. Yeah, they definitely do. And the other thing that I mean, it's obviously very fresh in my head at the moment because we're going through a defamation case. But defamation is the other thing that I get asked about a lot. Mainly, I have people saying things like, one of my clients wants a refund. They said if I don't give them a refund, they're going to slate me all over social media. You know, I had somebody, and this is a, there's a whole podcast coming out about this when we get awarded. But I had somebody, you know, write a load of lies about me in the last few months on Facebook, you know, named and everything. And you don't have to even say somebody's name for it to be defamation. But this did with a lot of lies, all of which I could could prove weren't true. And I think a lot of the time with defamation, we, we say, well, you know, it's going to take a lot of energy. We should just ignore it and all of those kind of things. But those kind of things can ultimately be quite damaging to your brand. And so for this one, we decided actually we we're going to go all the way and, you know, go to high court and get a judgment on this one just to, sh to show people that it, this isn't something you can just do and hope it goes away. And I know you and I have talked about this, but it's really interesting that lots of people think that if they're in a different country, it won't matter and that you can't get them in any way. And this person was, this person's in Jersey, so it's not part of the same jurisdiction. And I looked into it and I, I even was surprised that actually it makes no difference. All we had to do was go to high court, 
and then ask for it to be transferred over to a different jurisdiction. And then all the powers still remain and we could still, you know, get judgment awarded, send bailiffs in, like all of the kind of things if they don't pay. I had no idea that was the case. Do you get a lot of people thinking that because your client is in the US and you're in the UK, for instance, you won't be able to do anything about it? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the questions I get all the time because, you know, I work with a ton of coaches and service providers that, you know, are usually based in the US or UK, Canada, Australia, but they have their clients everywhere. Their clients are everywhere. And so when they purchase a template or buy a contract from me, they want to make sure that if something happens, they can get the money or, you know, bring some kind of claim if needed, if there's a breach of contract. And absolutely you can. So, you know, as you've seen with the breach of contract or something like defamation, you can have it transferred to another jurisdiction. Collections agencies are international. As long as you show that you have a contract valid and usually it's where you are as the business owner in that jurisdiction, they can collect anywhere, you know? So I think that's something people might think, oh, well, my coach is in the U.S. I'm just going to stop paying. Like that is dangerous because they could come after you. And I'm really glad that you're taking that step because you're showing people that it can be done and that you can't just badmouth everyone, you know, on the internet. And, you know, especially all of our templates and contracts include non-disparagement clauses, which basically means it doesn't mean you can't leave a bad review if it's true. What it means is you can't spout lies on social media. And so if you have your terms of purchase or your contract that has a non-disparagement clause and someone starts to do this, you can go to Facebook or Instagram and show them the non-disparagement clause in the contract and usually they'll take it down or do what you did enough people reporting it. So there are things um, that can be done for sure. Which is brilliant because I think people don't feel protected a lot of the time and, and it can cost a lot of money, but it doesn't have to. If you've put the things in place before that, like have the right contracts in place with the right things in it, then actually it costs a lot less than you might think. Like this is costing us a fair bit, but that's because it's a precedent case. Like I'm doing this because no one ever does this. Like a lot of people are being sort of blackmailed, really. A lot of my clients, like if you don't give me this, this and this, then I'm going to badmouth you online. And I just want to put a stop to people thinking that that can happen. So I'm, I'm glad that I can do it because I can spend the money to do it, but some of my clients couldn't. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, getting the word out there about this will scare, hopefully, these other people that think that they can you know, spread lies. And as you always talk about, you know, bringing more integrity into the space. And that is just a really important step. And fortunately, legal is a tool that can allow you to do that. Yeah, which is brilliant. So you work with loads of different types of entrepreneurs. What do you wish that they had sorted out before they come to you? You know, I think the biggest thing is just, it's, as with a lot of things, it's mindset. You know, people come thinking legal is, and eh, I don't want to deal with it. And I, you know, I'm kind of stressing about it and I'm just going to copy this contract. But the mindset of like, I am a real business owner. This is not a hobby. I'm starting a business. I'm a CEO and businesses use contracts. Businesses invest in trademarks. So I think it's just, you know, the mindset around these are safety nets. These are things that are going to help you. You know, in the U.S., I often talk about how legal is like health insurance or car insurance or flood insurance, those things that you don't necessarily like to pay for every month, but you are 
really glad that you have in place when you need it. And as I said, with legal, it's not if it's when. And so, you know, one of my trademarks is, is protect your passion. And so many of my clients are doing amazing things in the world and building these businesses and lives that they're so passionate about. And so protect it. You know, that's just the bottom line. I want you to think about this is something you're doing for yourself. This is like a form of business self-care almost. Yeah, I found it's really interesting, but having had male and female clients, I found that male clients are much more up for doing this. So like my male clients, when I speak to them, they're already legally protected. They've already got all of their contracts in order. They've got, you know, they're covered. But my female clients, less so. And I don't know whether it's a confidence thing or they're not taking the business quite as seriously. Yeah, you know, I agree. And well, something else that I run into is with spiritual entrepreneurs and healers who think they only are attracting amazing clients and who have this like, the universe is protecting me and all of this kind of stuff, which, you know, okay, but like, that's not how you run a business. That's actually not how you run a business. And I think for women, it is, you know, some women just don't like to think about the, the business side of business. They just want to spread their gifts and do their coaching or serve their people. Um, but this is part of it. And so that's the, the message that I try to spread as much as I can. Yeah, and you do that brilliantly. And I think it's really important to, to do that because I have so many clients that are doing brilliant things. And, you know, it's horrible to think that some bad things could happen, like someone could copy you or someone could say bad things about you. But quite frankly, these things are going to happen. They, they do. We see it every single day. And so you may as well protect yourself so you don't ever have to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the U.S. is certainly more litigious than the U.K. Here, a lawsuit can take a business owner down, right? Like, that's it. You know, years of working. And if you had just had a solid contract in place, you could have avoided the whole thing. So it's like, you know, our, our templates are a couple hundred bucks. And it's like that contract becomes worth tens and thousands and thousands because you're using it with every client or for every course or membership. And so what it's protecting is really building and it just becomes a really important piece of, of your legacy. Yeah. Legal, much like accounting, is not something to stick your head in the sand about and, you know, pretend it doesn't exist until you need it because then it's a lot more costly. Um, yeah, absolutely. So if I have people listening right now that really want to get their legal sorted, where is the best place for them to come and find you? Yeah, so I'm at destinationlegal.com and same on Facebook. And then on Instagram, you can find us at Destination Legal, but I'm also at Sarah Walbuser. And that's where I spend most of my time and spreading some legal tips, dabbled in with some travel and kiddos. Yeah, traveling kids and tips. That's like my <laughs> life. <Yeah. laughs> oh, it's brilliant to speak to you. Thanks, guys, for listening and tuning in as you do every single week. I'm really, really grateful that you're here to have these little chats with me i will put all of those details contact details in the show notes and i will speak to you next week for another episode of making money online thank you for listening to making money online with lisa johnson if you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online